Hello, writer. Welcome back to the Marketing for Children's Authors podcast. I'm Lori, of course, and I'm so happy to have you here listening to me. Thank you. Before we get started talking today about possibly no one's favorite subject, I'm curious if you listened to last week's episode, Five Easy Summer Strategies for Book Business Growth. So if you didn't, one of the strategies was to learn. Um, you can look at your hard drive right now and probably find hundreds of PDFs or video course logins, all that kind of stuff you signed up for but have never actually consumed. Or maybe you did consume it once and then you forgot about it so you haven't implemented it. One of the ideas was just to pick something that you already have so you don't have to spend any money and, and learn from it and implement. Another idea that's perfect for this week is to attend a free Children's Book Summit. And coincidentally this week, there is a free Children's Book Mastery Summit hosted by my friend Karen. It's fantastic information from all kinds of experts. I think there's over 30 of us. So everyone's talking about writing, revising, publishing, marketing. And of course, I'm talking about email marketing because it's my favorite thing to talk about. So the link to get you there will be in the description of the show. It's a bit of a mouthful. It's bit.ly slash CBMLW 2022. The CBMLW is all capital and then 2022. So that will be in the description so that you can easily click it. And now let's move along to talking about preventing burnout. This is near and dear to my heart because I've actually really been struggling with burnout over the past few months. It's better now, but this spring was not a fun time for me. Burnout is a very real problem for many people in creative fields. And authors, of course, are not immune. When we're constantly pushing ourselves to come up with new ideas, and add in the never-ending list of to-dos of our regular lives, never mind learning marketing and promotion, it's really easy to feel overwhelmed and exhausted. And when we feel like we're running constantly just on fumes, it's tough to keep that creativity alive. You might start to feel like you're not good enough or like your book isn't worth it or worse, that you aren't worth it. But never fear, Lori is here. In this episode, I'll share five simple ways to get your creative energy back and keep your creativity flowing. You'll hear tips on how to set boundaries, take breaks, manage stress, fuel your creativity, and everybody's least favorite, staying organized. Maybe that's just me. I think it's the creative it is. So first, let's talk about setting boundaries. These are important for creative people because we tend to give and give and give. And it's not just giving to other people, it's giving to our projects. We pour our heart and souls into our work. We often spend every spare minute we have at it, and it's easy to forget to take care of ourselves in the process. Guilty. I've noticed this in many authors. They pour so much of themselves into the book creation process. They make sure you know, each illustration is just right, each word, each page, that when it comes time to launch the book, they have very little left to give. If that happens and then a launch goes poorly, it's easy to get down on ourselves and think the whole thing was possibly a waste of time. Ouch. Then add in marketing. It seems like another huge, humongous, overwhelming chore. And then it doesn't get done. And that only perpetuates the idea in our minds that the book wasn't worthy because it's not selling, but it's because we're not doing the marketing, but that's because we're heading towards or already at burnout. 
you can avoid the whole thing by setting boundaries with your time, your energy, and your resources. So don't forget to set boundaries around, around how much money you spend right from the beginning of your project. When you have clear boundaries around how you'll spend your time, how you'll allocate your mental energy that you're devoting to your project and how much money you are willing to spend and stick to it, you can focus your attention then on your work and not worry about overdoing it or running yourself to the ground. When you don't set boundaries, it's easy to get overwhelmed and to start feeling like you're not doing enough. So it's important to set limits to avoid the burnout. Now, real talk time. Especially if it's your first book, it's so super easy to get caught up in the excitement of it all. And I know you want to make it perfect. I think we often don't realize when we're nearing burnout until we're there. And even then we might not recognize what it is that we're feeling or why. So sometimes you have to experience a big crash in order to recognize it again. Sometimes you have to have no boundaries before you can recognize that you need them. It's all part of learning and growing as a creator and a business owner. So don't feel badly if you've already hit burnout or if as you're listening, you realize you actually have no boundaries with yourself. Just take what you've learned. Try to use it to set some limits as you move forward. Now that we've talked about setting boundaries, let's move on to the next key in avoiding burnout, which is taking breaks. As a creative, it's really easy to be so involved in your work that you even forget to eat sometimes. You sit down to work maybe in the evening after the kids are in bed and before you know it, it's after midnight. It might feel fine at the time, but then you have to get up early for your day job or the kids the next morning and you're just running on empty. So doing this once in a while is fine, but day after day, it's a recipe for burnout. How can you avoid it? Well, build breaks into your schedule. They're important to allow you to rejuvenate, refocus, and come back to your work with fresh eyes. If you're doing this full time, this is a little bit more applicable. Like if you're sitting down at the computer for eight hours a day, this is really important. It's important to take mental breaks and physical ones. So get up and walk around stand up, stretch, step away completely, you know, like go for a 10 minute walk if you can every at least once an hour is less applicable if you're super part time and you only sit down for one or two hours a week. In that case, you have the opposite challenge. You have to sit and focus for that time if that's the only time that you have available to work on your book business. It may seem tricky to get up once an hour from your work because especially when you're in the flow of it, you never want to leave it, but it's important to give your mind a break so you don't get overwhelmed. If you're at it for too long without a break, your work can get sloppy and then it's really easy to make mistakes. And learn from my mistakes and never send emails when you're in this um, overwhelmed, tired state. It's not pretty. Stress is a huge factor in burnout, and it's often unavoidable, actually. But if you're already feeling stressed, there are some things you can do to help manage it. First, take a look at all of your to-dos and see if there's anything you can just cut out or even delegate to someone else. You really don't have to do everything yourself. This applies to your home life and to your business life, and there's often ways you can trade services or babysitting with a friend. So it doesn't even necessarily have to cost money. You just have to be creative. 
If it's at all possible, try to stay in your zone of genius, which means focus on the one or two things that you do best and try to outsource the rest. It can be a goal that you work towards if you're not able to financially do it right now. Next, make sure you're taking care of yourself. These are the things that we know we have to do, but we don't realize how important they are until things go sideways, right? Getting enough sleep, eating healthy, exercising, they're so important to take care of our bodies when we're under a lot of stress and yet it's the first thing to go. The first thing we grab for is the unhealthy snacks and the first thing we do is start staying up late. And one of the first things that goes in my life I know is the exercising. We have to try to do better, writers. <laughs> if those things aren't helping or if you're already doing those things, then try layering in some relaxation techniques like yoga, meditation, deep breathing. They can all help to clear your mind and refocus you. You just have to do it consistently. That doesn't mean every day, once an hour, but it does mean at least once a week, build that into your schedule. You know, everyone has different triggers for stress. So it's important to try to figure out what yours are. Once you identify them, that's when you can start to plan for them and then hopefully avoid them as well. For example, I know that one of my triggers is social media. When I start to feel overwhelmed, I know it's likely because I've been spending too much time just mindlessly watching the reels. They suck me in. But then I get stressed because I'm not working and being productive. So now I try to recognize when I'm starting to feel that way then I can get off of the social media and do something else. It's not always possible to avoid our triggers, but knowing what they are can at least help us be prepared for them. Okay, fuel your creativity is the next tip for avoiding or preventing creative fatigue. There's a terrific book by Elizabeth Gilbert. She's the author of Eat, Pray, Love. The book is called Big Magic. You might have heard me talk about it before because it's just that good. It's all about creativity. One of the things she talks about is how important it is to fuel your creativity. So that means doing things that inspire you and make you happy. They don't have to be big mental projects. Um, In fact, it's good to do something creative and almost mindless when you're working on a big creative project like writing your next book. So do something else that's creative but way less intense mentally so that you can do it without a lot of thought. And what that does is it keeps your creative juices flowing for your big project that you're working on. Something small would be like even baking or reading a novel, going for a walk with the dog, in nature, (laughs) not on a sidewalk, if you can. Um, Gardening or just pushing paint around a piece of paper, if that's your thing. This type of fueling your creativity helps you come back to your work feeling refreshed and inspired. So experiment with some different things, find what works for you, and then the trick is to make time for it. Again, it doesn't have to be daily, but even weekly, even half an hour a week is going to make a big difference, I think, to your creativity staying fresh. Okay, the last one is probably the hardest thing for me, but it's very impactful. (laughs) If you're an author doing this as a side business or a passion project, regardless, you're likely juggling a whole schwack of other stuff, right? Makes it hard to remember what you should be doing when you finally get the chance to sit down and work on your books. If you're doing it full-time, it's a little bit more easy because you're in it day after day after day. But if you're part-time or it's a side thing, you might only have a week, an hour or two per week, and then you have to remember. 
I've had lots of days, I remember in the beginning, I didn't know what to focus on when I finally had that time to sit down. And so I had to get organized, even though it totally goes against my nature. Personally, I don't plan out every hour. I used to try it, but I just couldn't stick to it. And then that ended up frustrating me. So instead, I know the two big projects I have to work on each day, two or three. I add in my big rocks, which is like the meetings or the calls or the kid-related things that I have to do. And then I can plan out around those things when I'll do my projects. I also write notes to myself. So at the end of the day, you know, Lori, first thing to do tomorrow is this. If it's hard for you to get organized, what really helps is an accountability buddy or even a group. And it helps you stay on track when you have to report back to people, right? This is one of the reasons that the band club is so great for everyone. In order to prevent creative fatigue and eventual burnout where it leads, it's important to set boundaries, take breaks, manage stress, fuel your creativity and stay organized. Everyone has different techniques that work for them, but it can be a process to figure it out. So I hope that you persevere, take the time to find out what works best for you and then keep at it. If the first thing you doesn't try, don't give up. I really hope for your sake, you can implement some of these ideas and avoid your burnout to begin with. But if you can't, next week, I'm going to share a few things that worked for me when I was dealing with it pretty badly this past spring. So talk to you next week.